Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, as most listeners of the Paracast do know, we do record these shows in advance. One reason we did that is that you can't always get the best guest at 4 o'clock in the morning Sundays. Or usually, if you do get the guest, they have been up all night and their mental faculties may not be quite as, shall we say, sober as we'd like. So we make the show available then. And in fact, most people who watch or listen to radio shows or watch TV don't listen to live broadcasts anymore. Even commercial TV, you know, get something like NCIS. Most people watch that show on their DVRs a few days later. So now they have a big thing in TV ratings called Live Plus 3, meaning the number of people saw it live when it was broadcast and three days later on their DVRs. I don't know how we started this game, except we're doing this show on June 24th, 2021, 74 years after Kenneth Arnold had his famous or infamous sighting of nine ellipsoid kind of sort of objects near Mount Rainier in the state of Washington, traveling at supersonic speeds and becoming the stuff of legend. Now, Tim Swartz joins us. He's been a guest over the years, and he was also a close colleague of the late Tim Beckley. And we'll remember Tim Beckley, Mr. UFO, a little bit later. But Tim, did you become interested in UFOs because of hearing about the Kenneth Arnold sighting or what? No, I actually became interested in uh, uh, UFOs because uh, I was forced in elementary school to give an oral essay in front of the class about uh, uh, UFOs, even though at that time I had no real knowledge or interest in the subject. And then I got pegged as the uh, flying saucer guy. I was the guy who uh, believed in little green men from Mars and and that sort of thing. What really got me interested was that uh, people would uh, come up to you later and say, you know, I don't believe in this stuff, but, and then proceed to tell me, you know, their various stories. The family was on vacation. They saw, you know, a UFO uh, one night who saw you know, Grandma Tilda at the foot of the bed, even though she had been dead a couple of months. It was stories like that that really got me drawn into the subject, these personal accounts from people who had no desire for any kind of publicity or anything like that. They just had a weird experience and and wanted to talk about it with somebody that wouldn't laugh at them or, you know, call them crazy. And, and then as I started buying books and, you know, became interest, really interested in the subject itself, that I discovered how the modern UFO era started in 47 with Kenneth Arnold and, you know, a, a day, day after my birthday, I was born June 23rd, 1958, off just a little bit. But yeah, that's that's how I got into it. I tell the story, which I'll repeat only briefly, and that is my late brother Wally left this book on the coffee table of his home on Carroll Street in Brooklyn, New York. It was the 1950s, and my mom and I went to Wally's home, and his wife Rose was there. We were waiting for him to come home from work. And on his coffee table was a copy of Flying Saucers from Outer Space by Major Kehoe. Now, I have no idea how this all started. I sat there. I read the book. I didn't read the whole book. I read the introduction to the book. And to be blunt about it, I was hooked. 
<laughs> and I said, hey, could I take home this book? And Rose says, it's a library book. And I'll tell you what, you can have the book, but return it to the library. You're responsible if there is a fine. And I said, sure, I'll do that. Now, in retrospect, I'm thinking, this kind of thing never happened before or since that Wally would leave a book on the coffee table that I could see and would want to borrow, almost as if this had been arranged, which, of course, I can't believe because his interest in things unknown was quite passing. So in any case, I did borrow the book. I did return it, folks. I'm not going to take a 60-year-old fine from the Brooklyn Public Library. I read the book. I was hooked. And here I am. (laughs) I still, to this very day, don't know, because he's no longer here to explain it to me, why he set the book there. Because there was a coffee table? (laughs) <laughs> and books get put on coffee tables. But why that one? Why, why that is book, it right? that I never saw another book on that coffee table? <laughs> well, since you took it, I mean, maybe he wouldn't want to, <laughs> didn't want to leave any more of them there just in case <laughs> they disappeared too. You never know. Uh, he would say to his wife, Jean's coming, hide the library books. Yeah, hide the books. Jean's right. <laughs> on his way. <laughs> But I returned the book, I promise you. <laughs> but that but, was a good book, though. I mean, I've, it was, was one right. of the classics. I, I mean, that's the kind of required reading that, that you know, people like Lou Elizondo should probably check out, you know? Well, it would be nice if Lou Elizondo actually knew something about the UFO mystery. Did I insult him? <laughs> I mean, it's a fact. This guy worked for a government program, fine. And it involves sightings of UAPs, fine. But what history does he have? Now going around the country, going on TV and radio shows, becoming a public personality, which is quite different from somebody who worked behind the scenes as a middle manager or intelligence operative for the U.S. government. Has he now decided to sit down and read this stuff? Is he learning what's going on? Does he have the sense of perspective? Just kind of uh, being in the right place at the right time, I think. uh, Because, I mean, there's been so many other people like him over the years that have uh, more than likely been a lot more knowledgeable. But because the media attention wasn't on the subject at the time, they've kind of, you know, dropped into obscurity. I saw a uh, um, a meme the other day. Oh, and, I love those memes. Yeah. And, and this, you know, this, I mean, this, I, get, I eat good. three for breakfast it, with it my bagels and cream cheese. <laughs> it consisted of two pictures. One of them uh, said, well, it was along the lines of UFOs over the past, I think it said 72 years. And it was, you know, all the all the great uh, pictures of UFOs, uh, illustrations of uh, some of the occupant sightings over the years. And it said uh, uh, UFOs over the last, what would it be, like three years. And all that was was one picture of the uh, the gimbal UFO. 
Yeah, right. The blurry yeah. out of the you know, blur, right. We right. still have nothing but blurry photos mm-hmm. from you know obscure sources. But right, right now that is it's if anybody is just coming in, and it seems like uh, uh, most of the media attention, uh, uh, despite the last uh, seventy four years, media attention now is just on these navy encounters, the gimbal, the tic tac uh, 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 UFOs. Nobody's paid paying any attention to what has happened. Previously, it's like suddenly UFOs just popped up in, uh, uh, I, I can't remember when the first you know, Navy, was it 2016, 2019, something like that. But uh, any uh, the attention is now just on those encounters and everything else is currently either they have no knowledge, they haven't done the, you know, their homework on the subject, or, or, or they're ignoring uh, just the the, the the very rich and convoluted history on the subject. They do sometimes mention in passing. They mention, for example, maybe Project Blue Book. That Project Blue Book concluded there was nothing to it after the Condon study. They do mention it, but it's almost like something said in passing. Like mm-hmm. up to now, well, UFO is just a matter of crazy people believing in spaceships. We are not crazy, I don't think. We have Tim Swartz, Gene Steinberg, Jay, Randall Murphy, you're in The Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, the Paracast dot plus. Prices are just dollar fifty a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out the Paracast dot plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you feel America is facing more dangers than ever, you're right. Things are falling apart, it seems, every day. That's why you need to prepare for more of the unexpected, especially food shortages. When people panic, grocery stores run out of food fast. Would you survive without food for days, weeks, even months? The smart folks are buying emergency food now. Take a moment to shop MyPatriotSupply.com. We're America's leader in preparedness. With over a dozen years' experience, My Patriot Supply has earned over 40,000 four-star and five-star reviews. Our delicious, calorie-rich food averages 2,000 calories per day and lasts in storage up to 25 years, so it's there when you need it. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, order a kit or two, and we'll ship quickly and discreetly to your door. Don't wait for something bad to happen again. Rather, be more self-reliant and prepared. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. 
I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. I'm not saying we're not crazy. We just look that way. But seriously speaking, a lot of what you read about the current stuff with UAPs simply treats the past 74 years as an afterthought. Mm -hmm. It's not important. It's now. Now we have these naval sightings. Not that people around the world have seen this stuff for years, although we do know now that according to that polling, a third of the people in the U.S. believe that UFOs are spaceships. But if you look at the perspective, that hasn't changed much. I think it might have been higher. In the past. So there is a constant number of people in this country who believe UFOs are spaceships. That never changes. That doesn't mean they will invest the time to really read about it other than casually catching a TV interview or a reality show. Mm-hmm. Well, and right now, it's to me, it's, it's the media coverage is, is very aggravating to me. Because I have been reading nothing but these articles that are saying that due to the you know the paper that's supposed to be uh, uh, released uh, soon that UFOs are either extraterrestrial spaceships or some kind of secret technology. It's just like, okay, again, it's like I said previously, you know, nobody has, nobody's doing their homework or anything like that. And if it's some kind of secret technology, then this is a secret technology that's being used for 
probably hundreds of years because there's been, you know, uh, UFO uh, sightings recorded, I think, as long as there have been people around to look up into the skies. And, of course, the extraterrestrial hypothesis is is controversial, always has been controversial. And you look at all of the fascinating cases that have come down to us over the years. You know, I think the ET theory is one of many, I think, good possibilities on the origins of UFOs. But, uh, you know, the matter of the fact is, is that uh, we really don't know one way or the other, except that something unusual is, is flying around in our skies. Well, looking at it realistically, that's apparently what this government report's going to conclude. They can't prove their spaceships, can't prove they're not, and they're still investigating. Mm-hmm. So that, oh, yeah, of course, yeah. obviously is called cop-out. <laughs> I understand we'll have a new episode of that reality show, Cop-Out, next week. But seriously speaking, <laughs> this is just a cop-out. It's avoiding the issue, but then again, it gets back to that core issue. And I mentioned some of this in our PowerCast newsletter last week. What constitutes proof? Mm -hmm. Is it circumstantial evidence that something really weird is doing things that our conventional aircraft cannot do? It doesn't put our hands on the object. It looks indirectly at what it can accomplish. We don't know what it is. We'd have to, what, have a physical flying saucer in our backyard? Yes. And if anybody does, you know, I don't think that they're going to come out and and reveal it. I think that's what a lot of people are, are hoping for uh, coming up soon is that, uh, you know, they're going to say, yeah, hey, you know, extraterrestrial craft, we've got several of them in Area 51. We've got the bodies. We've got actually uh, a living being eating strawberry ice cream and uh, and that sort of thing. And, and people are going to be sorely disappointed when it's said, just like you said, Gene, that we don't have enough evidence along the lines. So, you know, we're just, um, you know, who knows? And it's just, it's just going to kind of like a, a peter out. I, I imagine there's going to be a lot of um, hubris, lots and lots of paperwork, but in the end, you know, it's <laughs> much ado uh, about nothing. And uh, that's not going to, uh, to stop the sightings. But they're just the, probably the uh, uh, the publicity and the interest will uh, once again it'll wane until you know <laughs> twenty years from now something else happens. If we're still uh, here, of course. Old, yeah. Most of us are older than the hills. I'm especially older than any hill or any previous hill. <laughs> we're older than the dinosaurs when they ruled the earth and everything, and therefore I probably won't be here the next time. But seriously speaking, the AP story on. Um, the preliminary reports of the status report indicated it was just a status report. It wasn't a final report saying, here's what's happening now. We don't know what they are, but we see no evidence they're spaceships. But they can't dismiss the possibility of spaceships. Again, what would constitute proof of spaceships? They'd have to have one physically. But I don't think there'll be anybody there to actually answer questions of that nature. Well, and of course... Once again, that emphasis is on spaceships, UFOs or spaceships, and we've dealt with that almost from the very beginning. Now, of course, you know, after whatever it was that, that 
that crashed at, at Roswell. And of course, uh, the Air Force and Navy were first afraid that they were dealing with some kind of Russian or a Soviet, you know, a craft from the Soviet Union, or possibly even, I mean, there was even at that time mentioned that uh, some kind of rogue Nazi type of, of element. Uh, but then after a while, you know, the whole idea that we could be dealing with extraterrestrial uh, spacecrafts kind of, you know, started to, to worm its way through. And that has been really the predominant factor in the whole interest in UFOs with the exception of, you know, people like like us, I suppose, who who you know studied this for a long, long time and have come to the conclusion that there's probably a lot more to it than simply than simply extraterrestrial spacecraft. As as, as Jacques Vallée said, you know, he'd be really disappointed if the UFO phenomena was nothing more than just uh, extraterrestrials visiting us from another planet. So just think um, nothing more. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Like, it's so conventional. And I uh -huh. guess it is. If you look at this universe and the existence of exoplanets, we could think there could be thousands, millions, trillions of intelligent civilizations out there. But it's also the way it's simplified. It's either conventional phenomena. Maybe it's ball lightning or something, not swamp gas. It could be a test aircraft. It could be somebody else's test aircraft or a drone. It could be a mistaken sighting of an airplane, conventional, or spaceships, and that's it. You don't have the fine-tuning. Of course, I guess you have collective unconscious, but I don't see how collective unconscious leaves trace evidence in the sand or something. Fine-tuning, I like that. That's a good way to put it, you know, because we do. I mean, you know, we got one end of the spectrum or the other when more than likely the, the entire phenomena, it's a melange of all the frequencies involved. Um, but, of course, when it comes to the mainstream you know, news media, that's the only way that they know how to present a story like this, black or white. Yeah. Well, that's there, part of the problem also no if you're dealing with the mainstream media on broadcast, mm -hmm. television. You don't really have a choice. You've got to keep it short. You've got to have mm -hmm. the visuals and brief descriptions. We also have to have Gene, Tim, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions, silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. USA. 
USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. Five people are now confirmed dead in the collapse of a condominium tower near Miami. Miami-Dade County Mayor Daniela Lamaincava announced Saturday evening that another 156 people are still unaccounted for as rescue crews continue to search through the rubble of the building in Surfside, Florida. Fifty-five of the building's more than 130 units were destroyed in the Thursday collapse. FEMA is aiding in relief efforts, and President Biden has approved an emergency declaration for the state. And President Biden says he has no intent to veto a bipartisan infrastructure bill if a reconciliation package doesn't come with it. In a statement Saturday, Biden clarified comments he made earlier in the week that made it seem as though he saw the bills as equals, saying that his comments gave the impression that he was threatening to veto a deal he had just agreed to, which was not his intent. A bipartisan group of lawmakers agreed to a deal on a $1.2 trillion bill on Thursday that would include more than $579 billion in new spending for core infrastructure. This is USA Radio News. Some have found the release of a report on unidentified flying objects from the federal government underwhelming. Brad Bernard's report from the USA Radio News West Texas Bureau. This could have been the day that finally answered the burning question, are there aliens out there? Sadly, we'll still have to wait. A U.S. government report on UFOs said Friday it found no evidence of aliens, but acknowledged 143 reports of unidentified aerial phenomena since 2004 that could not be explained. The report was released by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence with substantial input from the military. The study is part of the most significant public effort so far to deal with decades of speculation, rumor, and unhinged conspiracy theories about UFOs. From the West Texas USA Radio Newsroom, I'm Brad Bernards. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. As life in America looks to return to normal, how can you succeed in the new stock market? With the tech dip, volatility with interest rates, and fear around the yield curve, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text the word money to 813-813 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text money to 813 813 to find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented artificial intelligence can give you a massive edge. Text the word money to 813-813. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance and maximize your gains. Text money to 813-813. Experience Vantage Point for free. Learn how successful traders generate their wealth. Don't wait. Text the word money to 813-813. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. And I come out of broadcast journalism, and I know that you take a story that in a newspaper would be a thousand words, and you make it fifty. Or 100 if you're lucky, if you have the time to fill 100. But usually it's like 30 seconds for a story. So what could you say about UFO sighting in 30 seconds or about the UFO mystery? You have to simplify it. Certainly Mm -hmm. even on TV, what do you see when you see UAP coverage? You'll see the blurry gun camera photos. You'll see a talking head and that's it. And Mm -hmm. then maybe they'll get a couple of minutes on it. But even on a a reality TV show where you have a one-hour show, 42 minutes after commercials, in those 42 minutes, you have how many different sightings? 
There's no time to give people nuance, no time to give people details. They just want the Reader's Digest version goodbye. Right, right. You know, on the reality shows, then half of that 42 minutes is of the cast running around in the field with their uh, night vision cameras, uh, gasping at uh, any strange or not so strange light in the sky. Well, you know, I remember a ghost show. Then mm-hmm. Frank Liv, fellow who's been on the show a number of times, Paul Kimball. That's, of course, the late Stan Friedman's nephew. And he did this 30-minute ghost reality show in Canada. And he's a serious guy. He's a lawyer. He's a serious guy. But they had him doing silly dancing at this haunted house. And I assume this is what the producers wanted him to do. And I thought, Paul, please, why are you demeaning yourself? With the silliness, the reason is, of course, is that on every episode, they've got to find a ghost. Mm-hmm. If you don't find the ghost, then you have to act like you did. Or at least make it, make it entertaining for the viewers, because that's really what they're doing. They've got a bunch of people sitting in front of screens, and they want to be entertained. Otherwise, right. they're going to change the channel. Right. And just think of right. it this way. They will alter something just for the heck of it, like our old friend Chris O'Brien, former co-host of the show. He was doing a reality show, I think UFO Hunters. That's the one on which Mm -hmm. Bill Burns was on. And he's talking about the Mysterious Valley, okay? They moved everything to Sedona. Mm. All this stuff happened in Sedona. No, it did not. (laughs) But it had to be Sedona. The Mysterious Valley, what is that? Utah and all those other crazy places, New Mexico, who cares about all that stuff? We want Sedona, Arizona. See, that goes right back to what we were talking about, uh, about the fine-tuning of the UFO phenomena. Most people haven't heard of the idea of the possibly you know, paranormal aspect of UFOs, time travel, interdimensional, things like that. You know, uh, So the concentration then is, is tends to always be then on uh, uh, extraterrestrial. People have heard of that. You know, Most of us have, have grown up with uh, pop culture dealing with extraterrestrial UFOs. Those of us who are old enough to remember Saturday morning cartoons, look at all the cartoons at that time. Yeah, there's still, you know, there's still quite a few today. You know, Rick and Morty, I mean, they they deal with that all the time. Oh, yeah, Uh, Rick and Morty are awesome. I have no idea what you're talking about. I do remember, though, the Saturday morning live-action TV shows. Tom Corbett, Space Cadet, Space Patrol, Rocky Jones, Space Ranger, and a daily sci-fi serial called Captain Video and his Video Rangers. And the problem with Captain Video is it was done as a live show. They used to make kinescopes, which is a film made off a TV screen. But the network on which Captain Video appeared, Dumont, went out of business in 1955. And those kinescopes, what, six, seven years of daily TV shows? All gone. Zip kaput. Gene, I just read an article about that. Not only are they gone, but because of a legal issue, those kinescopes were taken to uh, the New York Harbor and dumped there. Oh, man. Yep. Yep. This happened, uh, I think, back in the uh, 1970s. There was some kind of legal issue. 
legal yeah, issue going on. Leave it to the lawyers. They'll figure out a way to ruin just about anything. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> if they figure out how to download our consciousness and, and have us live forever before you get to actually do that, you're going to have to agree to the terms of service. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know. The only thing left of Captain Video, there's an actor who played the Video Ranger. That's the young sidekick of Captain Video. An actor named Don Hastings, who played for 50 years a role on the As the World Turns TV serial. And he's still alive, by the way. He's 87 now. He was the Video Ranger. That's probably the only thing left other than a handful of videos on YouTube of people who retained something. That's all that's left of Captain Video. Except there was a movie serial with different actors based on the same premise from Hmm. Republic Pictures. (laughs) But the actors in that are all dead, too. Uh, Look at the original episodes of Doctor Who that were uh, uh, recorded over almost uh, as soon as they were broadcast. There was no sense of legacy. There was no sense of permanence. And it's true also that some films made over the years didn't survive because the emulsion degraded and only a small number of them have been restored. So a lot of our early movie legacy, which is very important, I think of movies, TV, whatever you think about the shows, it's an art form. You had legitimate writers making a living and not just putting out stuff, but sometimes trying to do a show where they present points of view, they try to entertain people, make you think. And you have all that great artistry with the pap, with the junk, that is lost in time. That's why we need crystals. Put everything on silicon. (laughs) After silicon, we don't need to worry about that anymore. You think, all the stuff we've done, how much of the stuff that you and I have done, Tim Swartz, you've written how many articles over the years? Oh, my God. (laughs) Working with the late Tim Beckley, how many stories have you written? How many books have you written? I know I did production work on a lot of Tim's books in the late 80s, early 90s. How many of those things will survive him? Not a few things. I've I've still got my UFOIL membership card here somewhere. (laughs) I'm a a loyal, longstanding member of the UFO Investigators League, and I've got one of the uh, printed newsletters uh, as well. And, uh, yeah, Tim Beckley, uh, it's it's sad to see him go, really. You you guys were on the show together. Right. Uh, The second show that the Paracast ever did back in March 7th, 2006. That was 15 years ago. So, you know, that's that's a long time to and, and of course, you knew him before that even how long like how long did oh, sure. you and Tim even know each other? Oh, my. Um, uh, before I say that, I, I, I just want to say also that uh, uh, not even uh, Tim Beckley had all of the magazines and, and books that, that he ever published because he was always trying to find, you know, uh, if somebody was selling something, say, on eBay of some of his early, like, say, like the early UFO reviews or the Interplanetary News Service, he'd try to, you know, get a copy without, uh, uh, you know, selling out the farm to get it. But but as for your question, Randall, um, I first uh, uh, met Tim probably in 1983. 
uh, I was uh, I was working for a station at Dayton, Ohio, and uh, I had done an interview with um, uh, J. Allen Hynek, who uh, he had uh, come to town to do a uh, a, a, a speech at the. Uh, National Aerospace Museum there because they were going to ha- they had an exhibit of, of their UFO material you know like copy paperback copy Project Blue Book and some other stuff. Now when I went there, I was expecting you know like an entire hallway full of stuff. No, it was just like a little column with a plexiglass cover that had like maybe four or five items in it. That was their their big UFO exhibit. It was very disappointing, but. Um, uh, I did the interview uh, uh, with Heineck, and uh, it ran at the local station, and then uh, it got picked up by the CBS uh, satellite feed. Uh, We've got which... Tim Swartz. More to come with Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pau Diarco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus doesn't grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. A one-pound package of tea is $34.95 plus shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. 
That's shop, S-H-O-P, super, S-U-P-E-R-T-T-E-A dot com. So the complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5 California time. That's shopsupertea.com at 818-984-6100. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800 503 800-503-8625. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio. Going back to the 1980s with Tim Swartz, who worked for many years with Tim Beckley, Mr. UFO, left this mortal coil just a few weeks ago. Now, he was mentioning here interviewing Dr. Heineck and again talking about legacy stuff. I interviewed Dr. Heineck a couple of times in the 1970s and stayed in touch with him. Mm-hmm. Until shortly before his death. I remember calling his wife Mimi and sending my sympathies to her. And she seemed like a really nice woman. Not the person you see in Project Blue Book where they almost imply she has an encounter of an unusual kind with another woman. I mean, it was really pretty mm-hmm. crazy, that series. In any it case, was. I no longer have the cassette recording of that interview. Maybe I do. But... I've gone through everything. I have interviews with Major Kehoe. I have interviews with Betty Hill. I have interviews with J. Allen Hynek. I have no idea where they are. Lost in the realms of time. I mean, if we do find any of these recorded interviews, I would immediately digitize them. Have a special cassette adapter. Digitize them, get rid of the hiss, and bring them on. But I have no idea where they'd be. So... There's that. The interview that you did, Tim Swartz, Mm -hmm. with Dr. Heineck, does it survive? It probably does. It's on three-quarter inch uh, tape. I've got a basement full of three-quarter inch tape. Oh, Um, yes, those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was, you know, back at that time, I mean, that was the standard in-field reporters would uh, would use. You know, you'd... uh, shoot it on three-quarter inch, edit it on three-quarter, and, and, you know, maybe the station would have, say, like uh, one-inch reels to uh, record the newscast on. But, but yeah, most, you know, at that time, everything was practically done on three-quarter inch. Broadcast beta was starting to come in, so uh, that shortly thereafter, we, we switched to beta. But the interview that I, I did with Heineck, it went up on 
on the uh, CBS uh, satellite feed, which meant that any station around the country could pick it up and and run it. And that must be where Tim Beckley, he must have saw it on a, a local station there in Manhattan because he tracked me down and asked uh, if I could provide him a VHS copy and a, and a transcript, uh, uh, which I did. We remained in contact from that time. I really didn't start uh, working with him until you know, uh, later when I started uh, writing about uh, UFOs and stuff again. It, it, it took the development of uh, word processors for <laughs> for me to get back into it because I hated hated typewriters. Uh, uh, very, I was a very good typist, very very fast, but I uh, also made a lot of mistakes and hated going back uh, trying to. Uh, if anybody who remembers the old typewriters, you have to go back and either use like the whiteout, or if you're lucky to have a more recent typewriter that had actually had the uh, uh, correction ribbon on there with it. But, of course, uh, but, we all know about liquid paper. We know about <laughs> oh, liquid yeah. paper, and we forget, of course, that whenever we bought liquid paper, we'd be enriching the mother of former monkey Michael Nesmith, who invented mm. liquid paper. By the way, the format we're talking about here is not like VHS and beta, half inch. It's beta cam. Right. And the format is beta cam, which is a half inch professional video cassette. It's not like quarter inch, like the home video it is a half inch capable of broadcast quality and very, very common and fairly easy to transport because it's just something put in a box and you take it with you. Right. And then, you know, from there they went to uh, a digital beta, which was encoding the digital signal onto magnetic tape. That didn't last as long. You know, they, they developed, you know, chips and things like they have now. But, yeah, I mean, I, ha I have a whole basement full of these three-quarter inch tapes that uh, unless uh, unless I can find uh, – and, and I know that they're out there. There are so places that uh, have – three-quarter inch decks and can transfer them to digital but uh, uh you know as you were saying gene about your uh lost uh, uh tapes uh magnetic tape can degrade over the years so i mean there's no telling whether or not you know you pop these things into a uh, a machine now after god knows how many years whether or not uh, all the uh, oxide has fallen off and if there's anything if there's any signals still on those tapes I have boxes, plastic boxes, with quarter-inch and half-inch audio tapes mm -hmm. made mm -hmm. in 24-track recording studios with my wife. And I don't know at this point how many of those things are actually playable anymore because they go back 40 years or so. So who knows? Right. But I still have them, and one day I'll take a look and see if there's anything we could salvage. It'd be nice because she did some really nice songs. And it would be fun to be able to present them again. I put one so-so copy of one of her songs in the forums at one time. So we'll have to see where that goes. Okay, so just to let you know there. Trying to recapture the past and what persists. And I'm thinking here, I had that magazine, Caveat M Tour. And of course, it was physically placed on paper and brought to a printer. The plates are gone. The paper masters are gone. Maybe digital copies of the Quark Express files from the late 80s are still around for the final issues. But I doubt it. Because who has a floppy disk reader anymore? Floppy mm -hmm. disks became obsolete beginning in the late 
1990s. We forget how long ago that was. Okay, that in zip drives. Right. Anyway, let's go back to Tim Beckley. Mm-hmm. What if someone says, who is Mr. UFO, Tim Beckley? Mm. Tell us in a few words or more what you'd like people to remember about him. Oh, my gosh. In just a few words, I think that would be like trying to describe the entire UFO phenomena in just a few <laughs> words. Uh, but, you know, uh, Nancy Burns uh, one time, she said a great thing. She said that uh, Tim uh, Tim Beckley was the uh, uh, Hunter H. Thompson of uh, ufology. And I think that that was a pretty good description of, of Tim. Uh, you know, a lot of people would describe him... Uh, as the what the, maybe the P.F. Barnum <laughs> of of ufology, but um, you know it 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 really goes a lot further than that because Tim was always just so interested in the subject, but he also wanted other people to be interested in it as well. And, you know, he wasn't the type of person who would just, you know, say like, well, you know, here, here, here are the facts, ma'am, take it or leave it. No, I mean, he, he wanted to, you know, like a carnival barker, he wanted to uh, draw you into the subject, you know, get you uh, uh, get you interested to come inside the tent and see what's what's going on. You know, alive, 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 come in the tent, UFO aliens, alive, alive. That's that's I think that's a good description of 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 Tim Beckley. But uh, you know what I'm going to uh, do right now? We on. used to run ads from Tim hmm. for services. I'm going to play this and let you listeners get a sense of who Tim Beckley was. Here he is. Go for it. Tim Beckley back in 2006. This is Tim Beckley, Mr. UFO, reporting for ConspiracyJournal.com. Fascinated by the strange and unknown, things that go bump in the night, UFOs, time travel, Area 51, the Philadelphia experiment, shady government cover-ups? Don't be left out in the lunar cold. Sign up now for our weekly online newsletter and receive our snail mail catalogs. Go to ConspiracyJournal.com or email Tim Beckley at MrUFO at WebTV.net. It's all out of this world. <laughs> You're so right, Tim. That that uh, yeah, it's like come on down and come check it down. out. We've got men in black. We've got UFOs. We've got Mothman. <laughs> We've got barely legal lesbian vampires. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but but that's, that's what I mean. It's it's he added so much cultural color. Mm-hmm. To, to the field, you know, and that's what I really loved about Tim's work, right? Like there's there's a lot of people like, well, you ufology needs to be scientific and we just need to look at the facts and we don't. And I'm like, no, some of the best stuff about ufology are people like Tim who made it interesting on, mm-hmm. on a cultural level that way, I think. Good or bad, Tim was all culture. But as you can see here, he would sell a book whether he believed it or not. I mean, he had a solid, real, genuine belief that UFOs were real, that various types of paranormal phenomena, all of it was real, 
but he still would publish things that could be pretty wacky. We've got Wacky Gene, Wacky Tim, and Wacky Randall. You're in the Paracast. listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. I'm Ben Utech. I played high school, college, and pro football, helping my team win the 2006 championship. It was an amazing day, but it can't compare to the joy I feel every day with my loving wife and three beautiful daughters. My football career ended after I suffered my fifth concussion. Did you know that over a million athletes suffer a concussion each year? That includes boys and girls, every age, every type and level of sport. It isn't always clear that a player has had a concussion. So parents, athletes and coaches need to learn about concussion signs and symptoms. The American Academy of Neurology recommends athletes thought to have a concussion be immediately removed from play and not returned until assessed by a healthcare professional trained in concussion. This isn't just about sports. It's about your brain. When in doubt, sit it out. Learn more at aan.com slash concussion. That's aan.com slash concussion. A message from the American Academy of Neurology. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. No, we are not whack jobs. We're talking about the <laughs> late Tim Beckley, who passed this mortal coil just weeks before he reached 74 years of age, which is young now. Mm-hmm. I mean, really young, and he left before his time. But he was always a fun character. But once again... And you'll know this if you've listened to his appearances on the Paracast. He had a genuine, serious interest in the subject from the time he was very young, when he was like 13 years old. Serious interest, but that didn't stop him from trying to sell product, and you had to separate the two. Now, Tim, having written so many things with Beckley, did you have to set sometimes your belief structure at the door in order to work with the stuff? Uh, no, not at all, because I think that Tim and I 
one of the reasons that we work so well together is that, I mean, we, we both kind of have this, this philosophy when it comes to all of this stuff is that, well, you know, first of all, and I've said this before in this show before, you know, I, I, I try not to believe in anything. I may have some uh, favorite theories and ideas and stuff, but if I go and, and set my mind to a per- particular belief structure, then if any kind of contrary evidence comes about, then it's going to be difficult for that to, to get in because your mind's already a steel trap on some particular belief. So, you know, we enjoyed hearing all of these, you know, the, the, these weird stories because, you know, the, a, a lot of time, the crazier the story really the more earnest i think the witness uh, was i mean and and you know i could and i think tim could as well could, we could really tell the people who were just handing you a line rather than somebody who actually had some kind of just truly bizarre experience and uh you know wanted to tell people about it you know you get a lot of people who are making the uh the talk circles now who have these just absolutely just just off the wall stories and you can tell that they're just, uh, yeah, it's uh, they're 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 not being uh, upfront about what they're what they're talking about, but they're making a lot of money off of it. So we we instead, I mean, we kind of had this philosophy that you know, if if, if somebody would write us or call us up and say that you know they're uh, they were receiving uh, messages from extraterrestrials from their uh, um, refrigerators, you know, rather than just hanging up on them, we'd be like, okay, well. Put the refrigerator on the phone. Let's hear it. Let's hear it talk. <laughs> That'd be like right up your guys' alley. Yeah. Yeah. Like never yeah. mind the normal sightings. Let's. We want the really weird ones. Well, I mean, you know, we like we like the normal sightings too. We just wouldn't automatically just dismiss something because it see it sounded you know too weird. Like uh, like I said, you know, we're, we weren't just going to jump and immediately uh, put in a book these bizarre stories. I mean, uh, uh, I. I spent, you know, many a time, uh, you know, on the phone or if somebody was was, you know, close enough within, you know, three, five hundred mile radius, you know, I'd actually go out and uh, interview them myself. And and I tell you something, the majority of these people that I would talk to who would have some of these uh, experiences, I mean, they were just I mean, you're talking about, you know, the people next door who were legitimately disturbed by the things that happened to them. Unlike, I think, you know, some some writers or, or, or what have you who would just uh, 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 glean this stuff, say, from the Internet without doing any vetting on these stories. We always tried to uh, vet these stories as much as possible. And, of course, you know, Tim had – his mind was like a steel trap when it came to remembering all of these these stories uh you know you could because uh, I, I struggle all the time trying to remember dates and names on some of these cases and tim would just automatically he would know exactly what i was talking about and he'd come up with a date and, uh, and things like that so i mean that's that's one of the things that that i'm, I'm, I'm among many that i'm going to miss about tim was his just uh, just expansive knowledge on this subject? I mean, you know, as you well know, Gene, you and him. I mean, you were at it when you were you know teenagers. So you know, there are a lot of stuff uh, in the UFO field has happened. You know, since then, and uh, 
and he really did. I mean, he 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 could he could remember most of it, and usually had some kind of personal involvement, <laughs> one way or the other, with, with some of these stories. I worked next door to Tim's apartment in New York for many many years. Okay, I worked in the pre press industry. I was doing some writing on the side, and he had this apartment on East Thirtieth Street between Fifth Avenue and Madison. Now, this is a area where the real estate's not cheap. But he was lucky. He found himself a rent-controlled apartment. So till the end of his days, he's living in this apartment for, I don't know, 40 years or something. Mm. He's paying a few hundred dollars a month. And it couldn't get rid of him. Because the way the laws in New York City worked then, I don't know about now, the landlord is limited and how much they could raise the rent as long as that tenant stays there. When they leave, they could jack it up. But when he was there, that was it. Yep. And, uh, well, the the building uh, where his apartment uh, is, they had renovated all the other apartments and turned them into, like, um, um, uh, tourist and, and, and corporate rooms. So that you know they could they could sell these rooms to tourists coming in for say like a week stay or or, or or something like that and they were all really really nice. They didn't do a thing to Tim's apartment. It uh, he was always saying that uh, well you know there's been a water leak and this section of the ceiling has collapsed. Uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 steam isn't working. It's the middle of winter and I'm freezing. Uh, or just the opposite. There's too much steam, and I'm burning up, and I can't open the window. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's the situation that 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 he had to deal with. Unfortunately, the last uh, last years of his life, and of course, his apartment was filled to the ceiling with uh, all of his books, his files, all kinds of of. of you know, information that he has collect that he collected. But, so, over what's the going years. on with all? So, excuse me for breaking in here, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, you guys were doing the radio show together, the conspiracy right. journal together. Uh, you know, what's happening with all of that stuff? Was were you guys still sending out stuff? And like, what's what's going to happen in terms of the legacy of it of his stuff? And or, or do you guys still have subscribers or? What's going on with all of that? Well, okay, the 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 conspiracy journal newsletter, the email newsletter, um uh even though I I've, I've kind of put it on hiatus for a little while just to deal with everything uh, uh over the over this past uh, I I will probably continue that again. Now the um he would have a, like a a, a a published version that was that was like more like a catalog that he'd put out. You know, uh, it used to be quarterly, but he had uh, uh, changed it to like a couple times a year. So, you know, that's that's gone. Of course, I the, I have no idea really what his family plans to do. Um, with Interlight Global Communications, um, you know his uh, his longtime uh, assistant uh, Carol. Um, uh, I, know, I know that uh, his his niece Dory, who is really uh, Dory and her children, are, are his only remaining living relatives. They they really had. I don't think they had any idea uh, uh, just to the extent 
of his business and and you know what they're going to do with it. Um, now, as for his his files and and everything that he has, you know, hopefully he wanted and um, I can't remember the name of the organization, but there's a place in in Sweden that that deals with uh, trying to collect um, uh, people's files. Um, notes and stuff after after they pass away, and uh, um, I uh, Tim was wanting that organization to get his material. We've and got more so, to come. Remembering Tim Beckley with Tim Swartz, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience, so I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than six, and it should not be given to children six to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. As Dr. Wallach says, we all have nutrient deficiencies in our diets and must supplement with 90 essential nutrients in proper balances. At no cost or obligation, get a personal certified holistic health coach to help you develop a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments 
fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give Federal Tax Management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the Federal Tax Management Hotline now. 800-503-8625. Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD Family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The MacTech Carbine Upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. I assume at some point he would have had to have moved all his stuff out of that apartment, or his family would after his passing, right? Well, it's uh, it's all still there. <laughs> Tim's funeral is actually just really not that from you know when when we're recording this right now is just really a little bit more than a week ago. Uh, so uh, yeah, they're they're now in the process of trying to figure out how they're going to get that stuff out. Uh, and I <laughs> that that's going to be a daunting task. Because, like I said, the last time that that I visited him there in in Manhattan, I mean, the place, uh, it's just, it was bursting at the seams uh, with this material. So It was a mess. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully hopefully they will be able to get this stuff to this group in in Sweden. Because, I mean, there's just just so much of it. and, And it would just be a shame, like other people that I have heard about, if their stuff just ends up uh, in a dumpster somewhere. And, you know, I'll tell you uh, a sad story. It's in the forums, the Paracast forums at theparacast.com slash forum or forum.theparacast.com. When Jim Mosley died, and Jim Mosley was one of the original guests on the Paracast and somebody I also knew longer than I knew Tim Beckley, or maybe around the same time. I knew him for, you know, many, many years. And we did... A remembrance of Jim Mosley, like in 2012. Okay, he died in 2012. He lived in an apartment in Key West, Florida. Now, after he left, his daughter tried to have a, a garage sale to sell everything off. And I saw messages in our forum from somebody saying, well, she was left this stuff out in the street despite the rain, trying to sell off his old Smith Corona electric typewriters. I mean, it was sad, but basically, as so far as I know, in his final years, a guy named Tom Benson in New Jersey, a researcher, don't know if he's still with us, was receiving a lot of the documents and information from Jim. What was left when he died basically was gone. It was left on the street or sold to people for small amounts of money. But whatever he left, no effort was made to preserve any of it other than what he donated before he died. 
If someone wanted to, you know, say we have a listener out there who is interested in maybe obtaining some of the stuff just to, in order to preserve it, is who would they contact? Well, like I said, right right now, say I'm almost certain that that his family is well aware of the value of of his material. All right, so I'm uh, uh, I've this 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 group in Sweden. Uh, they they contacted me and, uh, and and I well knew that Tim had wanted uh, them to have this material. They contacted me and then I gave them uh, uh, Tim's niece uh, her her uh, email address and uh, phone number as well. So right now they're working together on this. So I guess if people were interested, they could maybe get in touch with these people. They're they're probably the um that I think I know who you're talking about uh, there in in Sweden. It's the the archive for the unexplained. They've got a quite a large collection there, actually. Yeah. Right, and I can't, <laughs> the, I can't, I can't, I can't pronounce the uh, the guy the guy's name. He uh, he's got a a pretty well known blog uh, where he writes about uh, um, uh, especially you know Swedish and and, and other Scandinavian countries, uh, um, mm-hmm. especially like the uh, uh, contactee experiences and, and stuff. But yeah, and of course you know. Tim's assistant, uh, Carol Ann Rodriguez, she's working with uh, uh, with Dory, uh, Tim's niece, and so um, I think it's it would just be a matter of trying to shovel through everything uh, uh, to get to now. You know, his most of his his important files uh, were kept in one location. Uh, I do, I do know that, uh, but now a lot. You know, he also had the, like a vast collection of of uh, older you know magazines, UFO uh, zines uh, from you know from the from the very beginning. You know that stuff may be a little bit harder to gather up, you know, categorize and 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 send, uh, which which would you know which would be a shame. But I think that uh, the majority of his files, paperwork, photographs, things like that, um, uh, should be easily accessible and, uh, uh, and 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 taken care of properly. But yeah, I don't know if you've if any of you have ever had to deal. With um, dealing with uh, a relative's property after they have passed on. Oh yeah, yeah. it's a big job. It it's, is. It's, it's a lot of work, and, and yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it all depends on the situation, and if you've got people to help, and mm-hmm. what kind of resources you have, and everything else. But you know, we people can figure this out as we go over time. How about you then? Now. Where does this leave you, and, and what are you going to be doing yourself? I, I noticed you've got a, a site uh, called Spectral Vision, I think. Is that yours as well? Or? Right, right. Uh, uh, Spectral Vision is what uh, 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 Tim, myself, and, uh, and Sean Castile used uh, uh, mostly to plug uh, new books. Uh, uh, you know, Tim would, uh, Tim and Sean would uh, would prepare an article. Uh, say you had a new book coming out, and uh, uh, we'd put it up on Spectral Vision. And it just it was just 
really just uh, another another way uh, to get information out there about uh, what we were doing and and we're going to keep that going right now we're working on a uh, kind of like a memorial to Tim uh, we've got uh, a number of of his friends and colleagues uh, uh, who have actually are actually willing uh, to write something up and we're going to uh, put that up on uh, on spectral vision kind of like a, a memorial and uh, you know, Tim was. Uh, uh, we were actually in the middle of of working on a on a book, a new book, uh, when Tim passed away, and we had uh, all of the chapters completed. And Sean Castile was in the process of of, of going through them, proofreading them, and things like that. And then after after he's done with that, he you know sends it all to me, and then I. I Put it together into an actual uh, a, a, a book format. So um, uh, uh, almost everything had been sent to us by Tim uh, before he he was he was hospitalized for about a week, um, uh, and then and then he came home and he was home less a week when uh, less than a week when he when he passed away so uh he was able to send us most of the material we didn't uh, we didn't get any of the uh, unfortunately any of the photographs that, we've got that, more to come with tim swartz remembering mr ufo timothy green beckley and jim osley called him timothy greed beckley by the way <laughs> you know with less than seriousness of course more to come with Gene and Tim and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. The Department of Justice has announced a lawsuit against the state of Georgia over its recently passed election reform law. The department alleges the measure unfairly restricts black Georgians' right to vote. But Georgia's attorney general says the suit is a campaign flyer instead of an action to uphold federal law. Chris Carr tells Fox News that the state's law actually expands voter access. The United States Department of Justice is playing politics. They're not trying to uphold the law. And this action that they filed, this blatantly political action that they filed, is factually, legally, and constitutionally wrong. Anybody who actually takes the time to read the Georgia law sees that it strengthens security. 
it expands access, and it improves transparency in Georgia's elections. You're listening to USA Radio News. A former employee of a Houston hospital is speaking out about her termination because of her refusal to get a COVID vaccination. Brad Bernards reports. A former hospital technician in Texas is speaking out about being fired for refusing to get vaccinated against the coronavirus. Latricia Blank worked as an ultrasound technician at Houston Methodist. When I found out they were going to mandate it, my husband and I had a very difficult conversation. I was like, okay, do I need to go ahead and do it? I don't want to, but to keep to keep my job which also has insurance for our family. It was a very hard decision. I love the people that I work with and then the connection of the patients, but we both agreed that it's not for us. Blank said her concern about the vaccine is how quickly it was developed and the amount of research that was done. From the West Texas USA Radio Newsroom, I'm Brad Bernards. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Hey folks, Tom D for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, ghosts, zombies, UFOs, crop circles, and more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people who seek a little more than the other dating services offer. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and you want to connect with others, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. So many people want to share their experiences with the paranormal, the afterlife, the unusual. And this is the place to meet and share common interests with those of like minds. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. That's ParanormalDate.com. Use the code word GEORGE and start meeting others. Get going now and connect with someone you like. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the podcast, the gold standard of Paranormal Radio. I don't want to be gross about this, Tim Swartz. Did Mr. Beckley know before he died, this is it? I don't think I have much time left. I don't know. Um, I don't. It's 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 hard to say, you know, uh, uh, over the last, I think, three years or so, he he definitely had serious health issues. You know, he had to have a pacemaker installed and he had uh, problems with uh, uh, diabetes. Uh, but like this past year, he he was really having uh, 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 bad his- issues, especially with his his legs um, uh, retaining water and, and things like that, which you know you know is is indicative of serious heart problems. But like all of us, I think that Tim just you know thought that uh, we'll just go day by day. But uh, um, yeah, I, I I don't. He he never talked to me about saying you know. I mean, he he never would say, well, you know, I don't think I have much time left or or anything like uh, like that. I mean, you know, he talked quite a bit about you know, oh God, <laughs> you know, I can't sleep well at night. I can't you know lie down on the bed. I have to sleep in a recliner, things like that. But you know, I mean, we all have <laughs> uh, as we get older, we all have have our problems. But uh, but yeah, I don't think that he was expecting 
this was going to be, you know, his, his last week on on Earth. I mean, it, it, it wasn't a situation where, uh, you know, he was like, well, I'm going to go into the hospice and that's it. Now he was, uh, you know, he was plugging away right to the very end. You know, we did our last show exploring the bazaar. Um, let's see, it would have been, okay, Thursday, and then he passed away sometime between then that next, that, that following Sunday or Monday uh, during the uh, Memorial uh, Day weekend. So, yeah, I mean, you know, he was uh, he, he, he was doing our radio show. And uh, like I said, we were we were working on this uh, this one book. That's just the way it goes. What are you guys doing with the radio show now? Then how's that going to work out? Um, I'm I'm going to end it. You know, it's just uh, uh, you're. I just it's it's just not going to be any fun <laughs> doing it without Mr. Beckley. You know, he was such an integral part of the show yeah. that, you know, I mean, it's it just wouldn't be exploring the bizarre anymore. And I mean, you know, down the road, I may uh, take on a, a, another show of my own. But for this one, how can you do it without without Tim? You know, it's just uh it just it just wouldn't be the same, you know. Yeah, it'd be pretty tough to stand in. That's you know for anyone who wanted to try and fill a fill the place. That's, and I don't think anyone could really. Oh no no, and and I think that a lot of people tuned in just to just to listen to uh, to Tim tell his stories, <laughs> you know, because most of the guests that we had on, you know, they uh, 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 maybe they would get uh, uh, some airtime, <laughs> but a lot of it ended up being you know uh, yeah. uh, Tim telling his his uh, fantastic stories. Well, that's really interesting, and it's like, like Jim was saying, like you know, we don't want to necessarily dwell on the sort of the the darker side of death and all of that. But you know, when you talk about the paranormal, well, that is what we're talking about a lot of the time, and right. all of the interesting things that go on around that. And as people get older, they have this aversion to talking about death mm-hmm. and what's what is going to happen. It becomes like a word you just don't say. It's almost as if it's it's a manifest destiny or something like that. And and people do start to have odd, strange, what Tim would call synchronicities happen with them. Mm. And these were going on with Tim all the time. And they seemed to be getting more frequent to, as time went on and as all of this approached. And I'm, I'm just wondering if if you noticed any of that about the situation. It seemed like that most of the synchronicities that that Tim would have, um, yeah, because when you think about synchronicities, a lot of times you you think that it's going to have some kind of meaning. Say you're dwelling on a problem and you have a synchronous event that actually uh, helps solve that problem and things like that. With, with, with Tim, and he would always, uh, he, he would bring this up quite a bit. I mean, he would have synchronous events where there didn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to them. And, and that's what, I mean, he, w- he was hoping that, uh, uh, 
that that something would happen that he could put his finger on it and say, yes, this happened because this was happening. No, they just they just seem to be synchronous events just just out of the blue. Um, the one he always liked to talk about is when he was in um, uh, Arizona and uh, parked, uh, they. They were at a restaurant parking lot. When they came out, there was a car parked next to him that had the license plate APRO. Right, yeah. Yeah, APRO. <laughs> we were talking about that on, on the last show. Right, yeah. right. You know, and that's, you know, and that's that's the kind of events that he would have. And it's just like, you know, while they're you know, really interesting and, and really stand out, what was the meaning to it? Yeah, it wasn't like then he'd get a phone call from the person who has all the uh, uh, April files, you know, in their garage that hasn't been letting let anybody look at them. You know, call Tib up and say, "Hey, you can come and get them if you, you know, if you want to." No, it was just uh, it was just something like that, and uh, and that's uh, I was trying to remember. I know that he had told me a couple of them, you know, like the the last uh, a week, but. Um, Again, it was it was more of, of a situation where there didn't really seem to be any rhyme or reason to it. I it, it, it seems to me that when he was in the hospital, um, a doctor came a doctor came in and uh, and and said, you know, I'm, you know, are you are, are you Mister uh, uh, Tim Beckley? And Tim's like, yeah. And the doctor had this chart, and uh, and and started asking Tim about his conditions, and it turned out that it was a different Tim Beckley. Just down the hallway was another <laughs> Tim Beckley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, okay, that could happen, but it's still. See, this is what Tim's life was like, mm-hmm. and and that's why. You know, that's why I was asking, because it doesn't necessarily matter what the synchronicity was. It was just the fact that they're happening. Right. And right. right. And it seems, you know, it was just like, it, are they a portend of something? Who knows? <laughs> right. It, it's just a matter of that because it's him and that's what he is interested in. Mm-hmm. It, they seem to magnetize that, you know, he, he drew them drew these situations to himself or or do you think it's just a case of well you just happen to notice it you know i i think it goes beyond that with tim tim you know because uh, you know me my theory and again not a belief it's a theory <laughs> of synchronicities is that there is like a, a, a interconnecting web uh, that connects us all with with the universe, and that we're you know we all you know you 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 pluck a string that's coming off of you, and it's going to vibrate someplace on the other side of of, of reality. Tim kind of tossed around the idea that that we are living in a uh, a simulation. You know, he he kind of liked that idea that that uh, our reality is kind of like a matrix uh, simulation. Uh, he he wrote about that uh, quite a bit in uh, one book he did called the uh, was the Matrix Control System of Philip K. Dick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah we talked about that last time he was on the show. Actually, right. More conversation about Mr. UFO. Tim Beckley, I'm going to ask that question, leave it on the table before we split for the segment, for Tim Swartz to explain how the heck 
Did Tim Beckley become Mr. UFO? With Gene and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Yes, the pandemic is coming to an end. Restrictions are coming to an end. But body aches and pains never seem to end. That's why you need to click sunny-bay.com for the best sleep you can get. Sunny Bay's legendary products can help, like our lavender stress-reducing products, locally sourced and handmade in the USA. Or try Sunny Bay's award-winning pillows for traveling or extra neck support while sleeping. No need for pills or expensive chiropractic visits. Our neck support pillows are that good. Sunny Bay is a homegrown small business, but our products are designed and rigorously tested based on your demand and feedback. And they make great gifts for mom, dad, or anyone. Find Sunny Bay products on Amazon, Walmart, Etsy, or at sunny-bay.com. And right now, get free heat patches and a belt with any purchase. So remember, Sunny Bay heating pads, neck pillows, and stress-relieving hot or cold wraps as restrictions come to an end and you get back to work. Do it the healthy way with Sunny Bay. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pau Arco Super Tea helps build the red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. A one-pound package of tea is $34.95 plus shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. That's shop, S-H-O-P, super, S-U-P-E-R-T-T-E-A dot com. So the complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5 California time. That's shopsupertea.com at 818-984-6100. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. Have you been diagnosed with cancer? Are you one of the millions who have taken Zantac or other generic versions of this popular drug to help treat stomach issues? Then pay close attention to this message. The FDA said it detected low levels of a probable cancer-causing chemical known as NDMA in Zantac and other generic forms of this popular drug. They've banned sales and even removed it from the market. 
If you've been diagnosed with cancer and you've taken Zantac or a generic equivalent, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-998-7173-800-998-7173-800-998-7173. That's 800-998-7173. Hi, this is James Fox. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So there we go. Tim Beckley, tell us, Tim Swartz, how did he become known as Mr. UFO? Um, I wish I could tell you, Gene. You maybe know that better than I uh, than than I do. It probably was just a situation where somebody just uh, yelled at him from across the room. Maybe it's a UFO. <laughs> you know, something like like that. I can if break Tim in on that on this one okay. if you want. Sure, uh, go for it. <laughs> it wasn't just somebody. It was Ace Freely from that's, Kiss. That's, that's <laughs> Who gave right. him? Okay, yeah, because I guess. Tim was, uh, you know, he's dabbled in the entertainment business as well, oh, yeah. right? So uh, back when I, the story that I heard from him when he was describing it was that uh, this was back when Kiss was just getting started out and he was working in the same club and they knew who he was, but the, the ace kept forgetting who he was, and, but he knew that he was into UFOs mm-hmm. and, and he was it's like, go ask Mr. UFO. <laughs> and so that you know something to that effect it was uh, actually yeah right he's freely from kiss that gave him the, that nickname and so he decided he would stick with it which is pretty cool i mean you know it's not many people can say that you know they got their nickname from ace freely <laughs> well and that's uh, uh tim always liked to say that uh you know the address book that he he was still using that he still had um uh, 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 uh gene simmons <laughs> mother's telephone number oh man in his book because that was i mean he was where you know, uh, he was still living at home with mom <laughs> and and then you know practicing out of their garage when beckley first first met them <laughs> uh, but you're right randall i mean you know tim was uh, uh, very uh, into the music scene and actually i mean you know published a number of of um uh, magazines on did the, he on record the anything himself? Like, did he, he was as a musician or? Oh, gosh, uh, there was uh, um, um, there was one. Gosh, I can't remember what the song uh, what song was. Now he didn't sing, but I guess like he was playing like the uh, tambourine or something like that in the background with the. Uh, um, and see, this is this is why I need Tim because I can never remember the names. Right. Yeah. Uh, of, of the who are the uh, uh, who are the rock and roll singers that uh, 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 brothers? They were albinos. Oh uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. See, now you're doing it too. <laughs> exactly who it is. Yeah. And I think that misses a generation of the music I liked. I was not a big fan of Kiss, for example. Hmm. Yeah, I think it was all about their look. Speaking of which, we mentioned, of course, Sean Castile, another one of Tim's partners. What can you tell us about Sean? How does he fit into all this? 
Oh gosh, I mean, uh, uh, Sean was uh, was writing for Tim very early on. I know that uh, Tim contacted me when he was getting ready to publish uh, the uh, uh, the uh, first issues of UFO Universe. And I, I don't know, Gene, if uh, uh, you worked uh, on that one as well. Yes, I did. But, yeah, uh, so I mean, you know, he he had like Sean. He contacted uh, me uh, for uh, some articles and some um, <laughs> rewrites of some other authors uh, uh, who uh, needed uh, <laughs> needed their copy punched punched up a little bit. But um, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, I really should ask uh, uh, Sean just exactly how far back. Uh, they go because I mean I know that uh, all of the uh, the early issues of his magazine GFO Universe and then some of the you know the the offshoots I mean Sean was right there uh, 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 working with him but you know I, I really couldn't tell you where they uh, they first uh, they first connected. I see a picture of him here. In Amazon says, I'm a freelance journalist who has written about UFOs, alien abductions, and other paranormal subjects since 1989. Mm, okay. So he started after you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, my, um, my first articles were published in, um, when I was in college to help, uh, to help. Uh, uh, get me beer money uh, <laughs> for some of these magazines that actually did pay at the time. Uh, some of the offshoot, uh, uh, like uh, what was it, that, uh, Saga's UFO Report, um, Top uh, Saga's top UFO Report. Yep, yep I remember yep. that well. Right. I remember Argosy. writing a couple of pieces yep. for them, and then begging and begging for my three hundred <laughs> bucks. Yes, yes. Well, okay. Now, see, that is one of the things that I always have to emphasize when talking about Tim Beckley is that Tim Beckley always paid his writers. That is correct. I mean, when I was doing production work for his magazines, he'd even pay me ahead of time. Run a little short mm-hmm. of money that week. Hey, Tim, going to advance me a little bit? Sure. He was always generous and honest about his yes. financial dealings. Never, ever had a problem with that. Unlike some of these publishers, I remember I did an article for one of those supermarket tabloids. Mm-hmm. An interview with Major Donald Kehoe. Really good interview. A couple of pages. And it looked really good in the magazine. And the magazine folded like two weeks before I was going to get paid. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Tim always paid. And... and- he never griped about it either. You know, some uh, uh, some of these uh, publishers, I mean, uh, they would act like that you were asking for their 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 mother's grocery money, you know, for just a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> but uh, but not Tim. I mean, he was always uh, uh, always always generous, always willing to pay, and uh, and. Uh, 
always was was coming to me with new ideas and you know and, and you know everybody else who was you know involved in these publications you know Sean Diane Tessman you know people like that uh, Tim was just this he was just this never ending fountain of ideas yeah you know, uh, he'd he'd come to to me or some of the others and say what about and then you know he'd he'd throw out some ideas and uh, he's like, you know, could we, you know, could we write a book about that? Uh, or when he was still doing the magazines before um, uh, the 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 company that was publishing his magazines uh, folded, uh, he would say, can we can we do like a one shot magazine on this particular subject or that particular subject? You know, that that was something that Tim was always really uh, good at. Was uh, uh, publishing magazines. I mean, you know, he uh, he he often talked about uh, some of these like one shot uh, uh, magazines that he would do. What was it like? You know, Moped Monthly. I think was one of them. That, yeah, that he did. Uh, hey, man, I should tell you how it worked in the magazine publishing industry. And I worked with a magazine called Beyond Reality with mm-hmm. a guy named Harry Belil. I don't know if you ever heard of him. And the way the deal worked is. They call the magazine books, and you'd go to a publisher, and they'd work a deal with a distributor, and the distributor would give you an advance. And you'd live on that advance, and the advance was based on what they believed they could sell. And if you had enough books out there, you'd get a lot of advances, and that way you'd make a living, at least until the distributor said, you know what, we're not selling enough of those, let's kill that book. Hmm. And that's how UFO Universe survived. It was one of the books put out by a publisher for whom Tim worked. And they kept it going for as long as it was feasible and practical. And it was no longer than maybe he'd have alternative things. But Tim didn't just do the paranormal, as you were saying. He'd get involved in lots of other subjects, whether it was mopeds or anything else, whether it was rock and roll, whether it was producing these soft porn videos and they were perfectly awful but if you go to the internet movie database you will see tim beckley listed as an actor or a producer putting out this stuff and i remember helping him generate the covers for some of them but they were things that if you watch them for more than 10 seconds (laughs) they would not be worth anything but he apparently made money from them. Well, he got it. Wasn't he? In, didn't he get into doing or he tried to get into doing some horror stuff as well, I think, too. Oh, yeah. Some grade B horror. So, you know, like just I, I think that's actually really cool that a person could just go, hey, I just got this creative idea and I'm just going to go and see just, you know, how far I can take it. Because so many people have an idea, but they just not they won't do anything with it. It's it's easy to come up with ideas. But he'd get out there and actually try and do something with it. More to come with Tim, Gene, and Randall. You're in. The Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. 
But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, some of these movies he produced, horror films, I was almost thinking of him as a modern-day Ed Wood. (laughs) Because you didn't have the quality. I mean, the special effects were poor, the acting was poor, the scripting was poor. But he put that stuff out there as much as he could. And I guess he sold a few. He figured, I'll sell a few. It was worth doing. He can say, now I am a movie maker. So, yeah, maybe he was a modern-day Ed Wood. He actually got his his start doing that because he was writing articles for um, uh, adult magazines that specialized in reporting on the adult film industry. So he got to know a lot of the people behind the scenes and I guess that he was able to get financing with a, uh, uh, a distributors uh, called the Dark Brothers. Tim actually managed to shoot a, uh, a, a pornographic film called Driller, which was a, a takeoff on the Michael Jackson video uh, Thriller. <laughs> but rather than doing it on 16 millimeter and this was at the time you know i mean it was a video had not quite come into the process yet so it was still being done on uh, uh, on on film but uh, but tim managed to get it shot on 35 millimeter and actually the the production qualities and and it's still you know if you look up look it up online you know you can find it's still available on 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 DVD but the production's quality on it uh was uh, uh was was really really uh, good and i guess that it played uh on times square for uh, uh for quite a while 
uh, you know, at the at the, the theaters there before Times Square became uh, Dis- Disneyfied. But uh, unfortunately, as with a lot of distributors, the uh, the Dark Brothers did not give uh, uh, Tim his fair share of the uh, uh, the box office receipts. And in fact, you know, Tim has no had no idea because I asked him about it one time if he still had, say, like the uh, the original you know, work uh, work prints. Uh, from that, and uh, uh, he said that he thought that they were uh, uh, kept at you know such and such location. But at one time, when he had went to check, the place was closed down and it was a completely different business. So he had no idea whatever happened to that that original one. That I found become- one. Here we go. Okay, Blood sucking nice. vampire freaks. <laughs> yep. And in fact, you'll find you'll find my name on that one as well. <laughs> well, okay, I'm not so, going to ask what your participation was. Uh, I, uh, I directed that one. <laughs> you were a movie director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I directed uh, that one. Did the editing on it uh, as, as well? Because uh, let's see, there was uh, Blood Sucking Vampire Freaks. Um, there was Sandy Hook Lingerie Party Massacre. And then there was, um, uh, what was the other one? It was uh, uh, Skin-Eating Jungle Vampires. All right. Wasn't that, that, there some kind of lesbian vampire kind of movie? That was the first one. It was, it was uh, um, Barely Legal Lesbian Vampires. Right. I helped him do the cover artwork for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you and, see, and, now and you have my attachment to a world <laughs> there you go. of strangeness. Mm-hmm. It was worth like a couple hundred dollars. I'm not going to object. Mm-hmm. How did I get involved with you guys? <laughs> uh, well, you know, the thing about it is, is that, uh, you know, we, we, we shot this at a time. This would have been around two, 2000 when um, prosumer digital cameras were just coming out and you know tim approached me and he you know because of his experience with driller and he was seeing that there were people who were doing you know these direct video uh uh, vhs releases and he was like you know can we do something like this and you know i mean he knew my experience with uh uh, video production and i'm like well there's some uh, uh there's some new cameras uh uh coming out there's, uh, you know, like uh, Final Cut Pro is now available on PCs. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and do it. So, I mean, we uh, we get, we got these uh, like uh, uh, prosumer cameras, and uh, what what we would do is that Tim would shoot uh, a lot of the stuff on his own, and then a couple times I flew into Manhattan and helped. To, uh, do some other stuff, and then I took everything back, and then had to try to cobble it all together into a, uh, uh, a, 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 a somewhat coherent mess. <laughs> now, somewhat coherently, Final Cut Pro was always Mac only. What was it? What was it that I used? I had. Um, I actually, I got a piece. Adobe Premiere. Could be. It could be. It had the the. It was a Sony. Vio, is that how you pronounce it? V-I-A-O. Uh, oh, Sony uh, had their own video production stuff as well that came with their computers. Right. Well, and, and it was a it was a FireWire interface. Of course, this was before, yeah. uh, uh, you know, like the the USB. So it, uh, um, 
and I had I was using uh, Final Cut Pro at the uh, television stations I worked at, so it, it could have been Adobe Premiere. Uh, you know, to be blunt, Final Cut Pro, by the way, is still available. It's three hundred ninety nine dollars for professional movie editing software, <laughs> and then they have two fifty dollar modules for special effects and compression of big video files. I mean, literally speaking. You can become a movie maker with pretty professional results without spending a lot of money. There's uh, there's one out there now that you can get for free called DaVinci. Have you heard about that one? DaVinci? Mm-hmm. DaVinci, yes. It is a just this incredible video editing software. I mean, you can get it for free, and I mean, it's uh, right up there. You know, you pay a little extra, you can get you know some of the more you know professional add-ons and stuff. But for most people, you know, this free software. I mean, we would have killed to have had stuff like that back in you know, like the nineteen nineties and two thousand. You know, at a you know, at, at, at a you know, a, a real production house. You know, so <laughs> and the Apple software for three hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah, for something that is professional grade, people make real movies with it. I mean, you have to consider here that the cost of that is amazing for what you get and what it's capable of. Today, the special effects on TV shows, Hmm. where you don't have more than maybe a tenth or a twentieth the budget of a movie, can be pretty good sometimes. And you'd be surprised. Like, was it the Superman and Lois show where they have Hmm. all the flying scenes and everything of Superman? It's about as good as what they have in the $250 million movies. And it's done on desktop-level software. I mean, I'm not encouraging people to make brand new soft porn movies <laughs> in the tradition of Timothy Green Beckley. <laughs> but if you want to become a movie maker, the cost of admission is so much less these days. Oh, yeah. You can make them with a, your cell phone nowadays. It's got enough. I mean, your cell phones record in HD. I mean, not, not 5K and stuff like that or Ultra HD as much. But I think even some of that's coming out. But mm-hmm. My but iPhone can, can do you know. 4K. Well, there you go. I mean, it's just amazing what we've got now for technology that way. So what are your plans for the future then, Tim? Are are you just going to kind of, uh, are you just going to go for a little bit of a break here and then figure out a new direction? Or have you, have you got something in the works or, or are you, you know, are you, I'm sure Tim wouldn't want you to just flame out here. So, (laughs) you know, what are you going to do? Well, uh, let me, let me just, uh, uh, before I answer your question, quickly backtrack those those three movies that I that I talked about, uh, you know, uh, silly, you know, cheap movies. You Before can, you backtrack, they were, we really got to do our breakdown, and then we'll have more with Tim Swartz. He'll also join us on the After the Paracast podcast, which is available to those who subscribe to the Paracast Plus. All you have to do is go to the Paracast Plus. That's the Paracast Plus, and you can sign up in what. 20 seconds or so, a minute or so, and you'll be set. And we also give away free Amazon gift cards for long-term subscriptions at thepowercast.plus. So stay with us. Tim Swartz, remembering Tim Beckley, and a lot more to go with Gene and Randall. You're in The Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. 
They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. If you feel America is facing more dangers than ever, you're right. Things are falling apart, it seems, every day. That's why you need to prepare for more of the unexpected, especially food shortages. When people panic, grocery stores run out of food fast. Would you survive without food for days, weeks, even months? The smart folks are buying emergency food now. Take a moment to shop MyPatriotSupply.com. We're America's leader in preparedness. With over a dozen years' experience, My Patriot Supply has earned over 40,000 four-star and five-star reviews. Our delicious, calorie-rich food averages 2,000 calories per day and lasts in storage up to 25 years, so it's there when you need it. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, order a kit or two, and we'll ship quickly and discreetly to your door. Don't wait for something bad to happen again. Rather, be more self-reliant and prepared. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. For over 20 years, Extendivite has been helping people. Here is a testimonial from Amazon.com. Glad I found this product. I am 51 years old and started getting headaches a couple of times a week. I went to the doctor and my blood pressure was a little high at around 150 over 95. I found out about Extendivite and I ordered some to try it. Immediately, I felt better and it lowered my blood pressure and my headaches went away almost instant. I have been taking it now for about four months, and I am so glad I found this product. You won't be disappointed. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Honorary Forest Ranger Betty White here, lending a hand to my dear friend Smokey Bear. Because for 75 years, he's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But there's a lot more to say. Like, if you park your car on tall, dry grass, the hot exhaust pipe can start a wildfire. So be careful out there. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So before we go on with other subjects, so many of which we have left to talk about, tell us about those other movie projects. The the three that uh, we had talked about in the uh, the last segment, actually, as silly and as cheap as they were, they actually ended up doing very well. Tim, for a while, distributed him himself. Afterwards, he found some distributors, which I mean, as you know, well know. Gene about the whole <laughs> uh, distribution industry and how fair it is to everyone. In but, other words, uh, you they, get ripped off thoroughly. This is the way Hollywood works. Yeah, Consider yeah, but, how many $200 million movies <laughs> that made half a billion in box office receipts or more do yep. not earn a profit. Right. I mean, if I was in that business and I could just say, hey, I made a billion dollars on this movie, cost me $250 million to make, another $100 million to promote. I lost $50 million. <laughs> Something about the math that just doesn't yeah. work there. It's convenient math. <laughs> convenient for uh, those at the top, not anybody else. But but Tim actually, you know, he ended up, you know, making a making a profit off of these movies. And, and you can still find them if you look, you know, like on... Um, uh, YouTube, the uh, like the buyer rent section of YouTube, uh, I've seen them, and uh, uh, streaming services such as Tubi, you know, places like that. And we were told at one time that uh, that one of the films, I can't remember which one it was, uh, was big in Japan. That for some reason it it sold really well in Japan. So go figure. <laughs> we made them because it was fun. It was it was something to try to do. You know to see if we could do a bit maybe a better job than some of these other you know direct to uh, video uh, releases were. And and I can't say that they were any better, but we sure had a good time. We sure had a good time doing them. Randall, back to the question that you asked. You know, we're, we're myself and Sean Castile. We're we're trying to finish up the work that Tim was in the middle of with with us. I would like for us to continue putting out books. I don't know if we're going to be able to put them out at the same rate that Tim could put it out because, it's like I said earlier, he was just constantly coming up with with new ideas on books and whether or not we could do it and you know what kind you know, what we would need to to put them together. I have in my files here at least two other books that Tim had suggested that uh, I start doing research on after we get the one that we're we're currently working on finished. Again, I don't know about Interlight. Global Communications, if his relatives have any intention of continuing on with, with that brand, I sincerely doubt it. So, you know, possibly we can work out a deal to continue publishing books under that banner. Right now, I'm just, I'm just kind of tunnel visioned on kind of getting the stuff done that we were in the middle of. See where it goes from there. Yeah, see what the future yeah. brings us. You know, does he have a structure to continue to fulfill orders? Of course, all of our books are up and available on Amazon because uh, uh, that is a you know what's direct you know direct order. Uh, it's print on demand. 
So what happens, folks, is when you buy the book, and even big publishers do it, rather than have to print a thousand books and stick it in the warehouse, they have this equipment that will print the book when it's ordered, then collate it, and then it goes through an ordering fulfillment system where it's shipped to the customer. We have two books available, two of my sci-fi titles that I wrote with my son Grayson available that way because it's more efficient. I mean, I do have copies of the books here, but if someone orders that book, it's sent from Amazon. Right. As for these places that would call Tim directly and and order books, like uh, uh, Azure Green, places like that, that has been, as, as far as I know, I mean, you know, there, there's nobody to take the orders, and I don't know if, if I doubt if Carol, Carol Rodriguez, uh, she'd be the one that would, you know, make sure that things were uh, taken care of and sent out. The online bookstore that we had where we would offer uh, 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 books, specials, discounts, you know, uh, autograph editions, things like that. Right now, I have close down the links to that since I don't have access to 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 get a hold of these books and, and send them out um, so that's 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 where that stands uh, at the moment but like I said all of our books are available on uh, Amazon and uh, some are also available at uh, like Barnes and Noble as well and uh, the majority of them are also available as Kindle books so that will continue on. You know, till <laughs> I suppose till Amazon uh, uh, fails and or the uh, the the internet shuts down, <laughs> which is going to happen next week. Actually, yeah. before 2063, because after World War Three in 2063, this drunken scientist Zephyrin Cochran, <laughs> who looks surprisingly like James Cromwell, will invent warp drive, attract the attention of the Vulcans. And we'll have the early days of the Federation. I guess most of you don't recall Star Trek lore. (laughs) I think the best historical perspective, as far as movies are concerned, is Star Trek First Contact, which Mm -hmm. is one of the best or probably the best featuring the next generation cast directed by Jonathan Frakes. Speaking of movie directors and TV directors, the guy is great. I like the uh, um, practically anything Star Trek related that uh, that Jonathan directed. I think that uh, that, that he really did. Uh, um, he he had his finger on the pulse with that. Uh, uh, I was trying to think what uh, which he still was the does. One that, he still does Star Trek Discovery, Captain Star Trek directed? Picard for the Paramount oh. Plus channel, and the yes. new Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which features. Captain Pike, number one, and Spock. He'll direct some of those. He'll always do a couple of those episodes. So, and he does a lot of other stuff. I mean, the guy is just a brilliant director. And, you know, he did movies, he did TV shows, he did all sorts of different things. Why are we talking about Jonathan Frakes? (laughs) I guess if we're up in Maine, I think he and his wife, Jeannie Francis, run an (laughs) acting school up in Maine. (laughs) <laughs> well, I think we were talking about uh, um, you, you, we were talking earlier about um, television shows and how a lot of them now have have a look that uh, uh, mainstream movies, you know, ten years ago would have loved to have uh, uh, been able to have. And you talk about uh, uh, Picard, Star Trek Picard, 
uh, you know, talk about a beautiful looking television show. You know, I mean, not only are the uh, the, the the scripts well written and and of course, you know, uh, they're they're well directed, but that show has such a look to it that is just uh, not not many television shows. Uh, have, I think have been able to accomplish just that 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 fantastic uh, look to them. I like Superman and Lois. It's got a very filmic look. Mm-hmm. The like I said, the special effects I think are very comparable to what they've been doing in the regular movies. We've got more to come with Tim Swartz, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Search and rescue will continue looking for survivors of Thursday's collapse of a Florida high-rise on Sunday. Miami-Dade Mayor Daniela Levine-Cava saying the death toll is up to five. The mayor adding the search for survivors is still a top priority. Our teams have been working around the clock as always to search for survivors. They have not stopped. And today, our search and rescue teams found another body in the rubble. And as well, our search has revealed uh, some human remains. The excessive heat warnings continue in Washington, Oregon, and parts of Idaho and California. Portland, Oregon, setting an all-time record high of 108 degrees on Saturday. You're listening to USA Radio News. President Biden walked back comments tying the fate of a roughly $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure agreement to a separate Democratic effort to pass a broad anti-poverty plan, recommitting to the bipartisan deal after Republicans threatened to withdraw their support. House Minority Leader from California, one of those, he reacts to that bipartisan infrastructure package and how everyday Americans will see the effects of President Biden's budget proposal on their wallets. Any economist will tell you adding $5 trillion into this economy not only will break it, it'll cause greater inflation that causes the greatest tax increase on really those that are least deserving, those that have the least amount of money will be charged the most. 
The cruise industry is setting sail from the United States shores once again. The first ship with passengers paying departed from Fort Lauderdale Saturday on a seven-night voyage with stops in Mexico and the Bahamas. You're listening to USA Radio News. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, stimulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I think the scripts are really good quality. The acting is really good. I think the two leaders of the show, Bitsy Tolick and Tyler Hoechlin, make a great Lois Lane in Superman. As I said, the special effects are nicely done. And it's an example where television is getting more and more quality oriented. Mm-hmm. You have TV shows now that are very much comparable to movies. Some of the best scripts and production values are being done in TV shows. A lot of it is that movies are so expensive to make. Mm. So producers, especially after the pandemic and everything, as we try to restore the film industry, they focus on stuff that is very expensive to produce is going to earn half a billion dollars and the independent TV uh, movie producer wants to do something for five million dollars or something it's almost impossible to get it made but you can go to a TV streaming service like Amazon and Hulu and Netflix and Paramount Plus and Disney Plus and Apple TV There are so many networks out there just begging for quality material. It's a great place to go. And some movies never get released in the movie theaters. Or they do simultaneously, like the Wonder Woman sequel, Wonder Woman 1984, on HBO Max Mm -hmm. and the movies Same Day. The Snyder Cut of Justice League, Mm. four hours an expanded version of the original Justice League movie, only uh, streaming service. We're talking about a movie that probably cost over $300 million to make. (laughs) That's something that uh, Tim Buckley and I often would talk about because we were both, you know, big, big movie lovers. Tim, when he could, would go see a movie at least once a week at the theater. And of course, you know, with the pandemic that, that stopped. And, and then, you know, once he was not feeling as well, it was uncomfortable for him to set for you know, long periods of time in the movie theater. You know, but we would also, we would often talk about how 
And, and it's like you said, Gene. I mean, uh, Hollywood, if, if if they're going to go and make a movie and, and, and release it in the theaters, then they're going to go and, you know, put a big budget in it, lots of explosions, uh, just uh, uh, maybe somewhat of a plot, but not much. Uh, very, a lot of them, you know, are, are, are uh, very special effect driven, and but there were a lot of, uh, of of television shows that were a lot more interesting. <laughs> than, I have than to say some. this: the Marvel universe. I cannot understand what's going on with a lot of it. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You got all these so-called superheroes, and remember, Marvel used to be. The Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, Iron Man, which became the big star of the group because of the great acting from Robert Downey Jr. It was a second level character. Okay, you have to think about that. Fantastic Four, and they've tried to do that movie a few times and hasn't come out very well. Spider-Man, where they've had three different actors play Spider-Man over 15 years. And that does well. But you have to think the real superheroes superman batman wonder woman the big three now of course flash on tv and they're making a movie mm -hmm. you think about that but marvel you've got of course the avengers and thor but the biggest character there is loki the villain i guess i can't keep up with it i do not understand it i watched the last avengers movies the last two and i did not see where the plotting was. I think the last one, they had to kill off half the characters <laughs> and send Captain America back to World War II mm. and all that. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. And a lot of people who are Marvel's fans will come at me and say, this Steinberg guy is crazy. Or he's very old, and of course, that's why he likes Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and all that stuff. And maybe that's true. Or maybe the stories are simplified, except that in the DC universe, they have, you know, 97 different versions of the character. I mean, how many times have you seen the origin story of Batman? And this past week on Superman and Lois, they redid the origin story of Superman. How he meets Lois Lane at the Daily Planet. Oh, well. Let's get back briefly to the world of flying saucers and UFOs and Tim Beckley. And by the way, we're going to be joined by Tim Swartz on a premium show after the Paracast. So we've got a lot more to happen. Let's now, since we're doing this show on UFO Day, June 24th, 2021, and you'll hear it beginning on the 27th of June. We're sitting here now poised to have this government report on UAP. And you've been watching this stuff since the 1980s. Do you think anything's going to come of it? <laughs> well, I've been watching this stuff actually since the 1960s. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I really don't think that, that there's uh, anything is, is really going to uh, come of it. I, I really don't. I mean, you know, we've, we've all seen throughout the years, everybody seemed, you know, everybody promised, hey, next year, you know, the big, uh, the big reveal, you know, oh, nope, didn't happen this year, uh, next year, you know, 10 years from now, you know, it's, uh, and I think that uh, it's, it, it's just going to be more of the same with this one. Uh, there's going to be all this, all this fanfare, and then ultimately disappointment, because 
there there aren't going to be any any big massive revelations nobody is going to hold a press conference and say ufos are extraterrestrials or you know time travelers or you know here's here's one of them now we're going to bring him up to the podium and uh, he'll answer questions you know from the press Uh, tim what's going to happen there tim is nobody would believe it if he did (laughs) well i mean i i pointed out on a number of occasions here one third of the Republicans in this country do not believe that Joe Biden is president. So if he makes the announcement, they'll think, of course, this is the deep state acting up. Right. They will not believe any of that. So there is an important point there. We have this political polarization, forgetting about the reality or non-reality. I'm not getting into the politics. But the question would be here, how would we even present or be introduced to the possibility that we have alien visitors because people wouldn't believe it or they take it in stride. It would have to be really put up there in a way that is very, very upfront. Not, well, maybe some are spaceships, maybe they're not, which is, I guess, kind of what they're saying. We don't have proof they're spaceships, but we can't say they're not. And that leaves open the possibility, hey, maybe they're spaceships, maybe E.T. is here and nobody's going to care. I have no doubt that not only our military, but, you know, other militaries around the world probably has all kinds of of excellent uh, uh, film and videos and and things like that of their encounters, you know, with with whatever these objects are. Uh, But... uh, those will never be. Those will never be brought out. Those are going to be kept secret. Heck, I wonder if there are a lot of people now uh, within the government or the military who has any idea of the evidence that has been collected and then stashed away. You know, it's kind of like the end of uh, the first Indiana Jones movie. Why know, do we always mention that? In the crate and then warehouse thirteen. The warehouse. Warehouse 13. Yes. yes. Okay, exactly. when you think of that scene, it's all Warehouse 13, because Warehouse 13, probably I didn't talk to the creators. Warehouse 13 must have emerged from that particular segment of the movie. You take this, this invention or this spaceship or this artifact of ancient magic and you stick it away somewhere because you don't want to face it. But you know what? That could be real. Tim Swartz, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus.
Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Hey, everybody. If you've ever thought about heirloom beans as a storable survival food, I've got great news. In fact, I'll bet it's the best news you've heard in a while. Here's the thing. We've just received a fresh batch of gourmet heirloom beans, survival soup beans. These beans are gorgeous, highly nutritious, and above all, with no hesitation whatsoever, the best tasting beans in the entire world. The best part? We've dropped the price by 33% this week for listeners who know higher food prices are coming and want an inflation hedge you can actually eat if you want to. Gets even better. With your permission and with a high regard for your health and well-being, I also want to send you two pounds of what we think is the single most underrated superfood in the world, period. Go to SoupBeanSurvival.com, that's SoupBeanSurvival.com, and discover the real reason we're giving this unusual superfood away. At SoupBeanSurvival.com, that's SoupBeanSurvival.com. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day. But supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So if there was a spaceship from Roswell that crashed, and we've talked about the other possibilities, say it was a spaceship, you think, well, we've got that crazy doctor with the white hair played by the guy who played Data in Star Trek, Okay. Brent Spiner? No, that's not happening. What's happening is if they got it, they'd squirrel it away somewhere till they can figure out the technology. And then generation after generation passes. And nobody does anything with it. Out of sight, out of mind. The best thing to do is we have this framework in which the military operates. Anything outside that framework Forget about it unless there's overt evidence of a threat. No overt evidence. Okay, crazy objects are out there, and the military sees them, and people see them. And maybe they're spaceships, but maybe except for some of those early instances with nuclear installations, these days nobody's bothering us. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. bother? Out of sight, out of mind. And I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of what's happening is that. It's not a deep, dark conspiracy 
Yeah, I think that uh, uh, a lot of people, you know, may have just forgotten about it. You know, they, you know, like, well, you know, somewhere we were supposed to have these pieces from something that that, that crashed, but you know, darn if I know where it is. You know, going through their keys, you know, trying trying to find. It. I, I don't know. Just forget about it. So, we did uh, not have Colonel Corso sticking stuff in a file cabinet <laughs> and sending it out to private industry. We didn't have that because I don't think they'd ever get that far. And I get back to the other point I made. If you have evidence of advanced alien technology, and I'm not talking about Star Trek level 300 years hence. I'm talking about a thousand years hence. It's magic to us. How would we be able to put heads or tails of that? What would we do with it? I mean, could we pull apart some technology and get night vision goggles, which were not in vented by ET, I don't care what they say, or printed circuit boards. I mean, we could say, look how advanced our science is, and Randall and I have had discussions about that. But practical matter is, if this is all magic to us, beyond our comprehension, beyond what sci-fi writers can think of, what do we do with it? Do we sit there and scratch our heads? I don't know what to do with this. Or do we close the door and say... You know what? Let's get on with our business, and maybe when we can figure it out, we'll come back here. 10, 20, 30, 40, 74 years goes by. Doesn't matter. We don't know what it is. It's catching dust. It doesn't hurt us, so who cares? It would be, it would be like if you had the capability of, of sending a cell phone back and give it to uh, um, uh, Isaac Newton. How would he look at something like that? I think he would recognize that it's a piece of technology. Like, like he's, he Maybe. wouldn't go, oh, it's magic, <laughs> and then, you know, suddenly, you know, declare it to be something that the church should deal with. It's yeah. like Newton yeah. would have gone, okay, this is a technology. I don't know how it works, but it's pretty obvious that's what it is, right? And I think we can do the same thing. You know, we don't have to look at ufos from the point of view of magic and superstition anymore right we can go no those are craft those are some kind of technology we might not know how to build it right now but it's pretty obvious that's what it is okay it's been suggested that uh, uh some of these craft seem to exhibit almost an intelligence of their own and then it's been you know that you're dealing with a craft that has an artificial intelligence, basically, that maybe they're, it's organically grown even. Say the stories are true, especially in the 1940s where you had crashed UFOs and the military gets a hold of these things. And rather than dealing with technology as we understand it, electronics, wires, you know, even fiber optics, you're instead dealing with something that has none of that and then operates almost like a living creature. Well, you know, you may have, you know, well, okay, this appears to be something alive, but, you know, you're talking about an era when computers filled an entire room and were, you know, uh, basically, you know, analog, you'd almost just have to, you know, wind them up and let the spring go. You know, so, you know, I, I, I think that if the stories about 
crashed UFOs are true. That's what you end up dealing with, that, uh, that you're dealing with something that is just so far uh, uh, beyond our idea of technology and electronics that, you know, maybe not uh, uh, necessarily considered magic. You know, most scientists are, are, are beyond that now, but instead you're looking at it as something like, we have no idea yeah, what we're well, dealing with. <laughs> I, this is where people always want to go, though. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, that is really kind of just an assumption on our part that because they can do these things that we don't know how they do it, that they must be way, way, way more advanced than we are. It mm-hmm. It could be the case that something like a microchip if you've ever looked at a microchip, especially the modern day ones, they are incredible. We're getting down to to molecule size parts now. You know, they might think that to them that that is incredible and have no idea how that works. Maybe they just stumbled on anti-gravity somehow and they don't even really know how it works, but they got it to work and then they learned how to build ships and, and float them around. And that could explain some of their behavior, why some of their behavior does seem rather primitive just because they've got these craft that can do these amazing things doesn't mean that they're necessarily that far ahead of us they're just different maybe the point is here then is that we have this newer civilization that picks up evidence of an ancient civilization that is no longer there as a result of which well they're able to fly the spaceships or activate the stargate but they haven't a clue how to build the things. They can't build it. What do you think? I think actually that's one of a plot of a start one of the Star Trek episodes <laughs> where they were dealing with a a race. So that's exactly what they did. They just happened to come across a more advanced uh, technology, and then were then took it out and were just basically using it to scavenge whatever they could get a hold of. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, you know, I, th- I think that's, uh, you know, if the universe is, and it probably is, is populated as big as it is, there's probably a lot of alien races. I'm sure that there are probably races that that is their whole way of operating. You know, they at one point they accidentally came across, you know, a crash spaceship and then use that to get off the planet. And then they just advance themselves by scavenging anything that they run across. They don't really have a knowledge on how it works. They just know that, well, okay, I push this green button, it flies. <laughs> Heaven help them have to fix the things that they break. Tim Swartz, please tell our listeners, if they want to learn more of the things you do, where can we find you? Sure. All of my books are available on Amazon.com. Just type in uh, Tim R. Swartz or you know, Timothy Green Beckley. My website is conspiracyjournal.com. Again, that's conspiracyjournal.com. You know, we're trying right now to uh, keep things uh, up and running, and uh, we'll try to continue to do so despite the unfortunate passing of, uh, of our good friend, Timothy Green Beckley. You can find us on Twitter if you look for the Paracast. Look for the Paracast on Facebook. And also look for our brand spanking new Paracast shop at the Paracast.shop. Lots of new artwork. Randall's put a lot of really good stuff in there. And we have the traditional Paracast logos. Each piece of artwork has dozens of items, T-shirts and pillows and everything. Really, really high quality stuff. Prompt shipments. Everything is all set. 100% release right now. 
theparacast.shop, theparacast.shop. Please pay a visit. Just enjoy the great artwork in there, not just the stuff that we've had or the silly cartoon caricature of me, but Randall. It's just marvelous, theparacast.shop. Don't forget the Paracast Plus. We offer the After the Paracast podcast with extended interviews and no censorship, no FCC to monitor us. And the special version of this show, free of the network ads. We give you an Amazon gift card for long-term subscriptions. Check it out at theparacast.plus, theparacast.plus. Tim Swartz, thank you for joining us on The Paracast. Thanks, Gene. Thanks, Randall. Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.